Good morning, everyone. Let's get started. Yesterday, yesterday was Daf Lamed Vav. Today is Daf Lamed Zayin. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. Get to today's. We are learning Lili Nishmas Prum Vashmol Shimim and Shem Amaliyah. Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudalei Beemi. Naftali Yosef Mechem. Oh, actually, I think his yard site's up already. Actually, yeah, no. Uh, um, uh, Africa, Ruvain's father passed as uh, ready after the year. <coughs> and uh, we also have in mind, was it Aaron Ben Avraham from uh, someone, somewhere in London who's listening into the Shia? Okay. And let's uh, do the review of yesterday's stuff. What did we learn yesterday? So we're talking uh, all about, uh, we got really into Bracha, so we mentioned the opinion of Rabbi Yudan Mishmol that's matched by Rabbi Yitzchak in the name of Rabbi Yechanan that on Shemen Zayis, that on olive oil, the correct bracha is Bayrei Perei And the problem with that is, is that uh, why are you making even any bracha on olive oil? Okay? If you're drinking it straight, it is harmful to you. It's not even, uh, not only is it not uh, healthy, it's harmful. And on something harmful that you drink, you should not have to make a bracha on. So that's... So it's not, not mahaniyut, you're know, not getting any pleasure, so that's one, one factor. And uh, we quoted a source, the raya is, is that uh, if somebody drinks olive oil that is truma, he pays the karen, but does not pay the chaymesh, because he's not really, he's just destroying it, he's not really benefiting from it. If you, if you anoint yourself with the oil, that's already a different story, so then that would work, would work and would make a difference. Okay, so the question, so the Gemara says that uh, LMI, we're talking about where you ate it with, together with bread. Well, that's also not going to really help because if you're eating with bread, the bread, of course, is the ikr, is the primary part. The bread is the primary part, then that should be, uh, this is tafel, it should be batel. So that again doesn't work. So um, uh, the rule is that when you have ikr in the tafel, the main and the, and the, the primary and the ancillary, the accompaniment, so the brach is only on the main thing, and patr is the tvela. So that doesn't work either. So the Gemara answers, you're right, we're talking about where you're, where you're drinking it with beet juice, okay? A nigrin is basically when you cook the, the, the liquids, the water that you cook beets in, borscht basically has uh, olive oil as part of its ingredients, and that's what, uh, that's what we're talking about. As we saw, Rabbi Barshmol says that that, uh, that anigron, that's the word for maya de silka, and sigron is the word for maya de kulushalke, basically all, um, all, uh, all cooked, uh, cooked vegetables. Anyway, the bottom line is, even there, isn't the anigron going to be the ikr, and the shaman going to be tafel? And again, it should, bracha should be whatever the bracha is on the ikr over there, and it should pat the tefillah. We'll get into what bracha you make on uh, vegetable soups, whatever. Okay, the, even the fluid of the vegetable soup. Okay. So anyway, the bottom line is is that uh, the Gemara explains that what we must be talking about is where somebody is basically has a, has a throat, his throat is bothering him, and he feels that some oil on his throat would slick it up a little and help it. Um, now the halach is is that uh, you're not allowed to straight up gargle with olive oil on Shabbos from the outset because that would be. Uh, doing uh, medicinal activity on Shabbos, which is part of the Xerim Darbana. And uh, therefore, what you, need, what you could do is uh, legal to take, put oil, a lot of oil into your anigran, 
more than the norm and swallow it down. And if it stays in your throat for a little bit while you're swallowing it down, you swallow it down a little slowly, that's perfectly put, permitted and that, and that is how you can soothe your throat and it's fine. Since there's a lot more oil than norm and it's the primary, so therefore um, it's going to have the bracha on it. And uh, that's when you will make, actually, in this case, a bayre prihait, which is very interesting. Okay. So, um, okay. So, that's the story. So, the Gemara, uh, that, that was the Gemara's first, um, first piece on what's exactly the case over here. Okay. And the Chiddush here is, is that since you're taking it primarily for a fool, maybe you shouldn't even have to make a bracha at all. But the bottom line is you get Hanah, so since you're getting Hanah, so therefore it requires a bracha. Took us to some other examples. The Gemara talked about flour, wheat flour. And Rabbi Yudah says the bracha on wheat flour, ground up wheat, is Bayri Priya. Domer of Nachman says it's Shakal Niyam Bidvaru. Rabbi says to Rav Nachman, Bechayra, they have a good, good backing, the other opinion has a better backing than you. Why? Because when he talks about all the other, the other foods, uh, when it talks about the olive oil, what happened was is that you ground up the olives and uh, you, you got the olive... Uh, you ground up the olives and uh, basically you squeeze out the olives to get the olive oil. So it's lost its, 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 its what it is, the fruit, the shame of the fruit, and it still maintained its bracha. So, uh, so to over here, it should still maintain its bracha. So the Gemara says that uh, Rabbi Nachman says, no, it makes sense that it should be downgraded to shakal because although it does, it is, it is nishtana, but the difference over there is that when you s- switch your olive into olive oil, the olive oil is the end goal to get to the olive oil. As opposed to over here, the end goal is to bake it into bread and therefore eating it in flour, it's like in an interim state. It's neither here nor there, so it's not the Adam anymore, lost its status of Adam because it lost its name. And therefore, that's the explanation of Rav Nachman in this halacha. Okay, took us to the next one. That uh, basically, what bracha do you make? Rav Zeira said the name of Masa that in the name of Shmuel. That uh, basically, I think it's gourd, raw gourd, that uh, and, and and barley flour. The bracha is shahakal, and the question is why. Um, um, because it's like, again, you're not eating it in the normal way. So the question is, isn't that implied, though, that, that when it's wheat flour, then the bracha should remain bari piyadoma? Because otherwise, why would we specifically single out barley flour? So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Wheat is also shakal. Why not talk about wheat and say if wheat, which is more chashav, still is only a shakal, so kol shakane, uh, the barley flour will be, which is less important, but it will also be a shahaka. So the Gemara answers is that there's a chiddush over here, is that uh, you might think that that's only, if it would just be wheat, you might think it's only bracha on wheat. But barley flour, you shouldn't make a bracha on all, um, and maybe. So the Gemara says, why would I think you shouldn't make a bracha at all on barley flour? Is it worse than salt and brine, where you do make a bracha on salt and brine? So the Gemara explains because uh, we learned in the Mishnah that on salt and on brine, the Allah is you still make a bracha shak only a bit because bottom line is people do put it in their mouths and that they, even though it's not advisable necessarily but it's, it, it's done so my answer is, is that uh, no, the Chiddush here is is that that's a little better because by Melech people do over here, barley flour they don't, people don't even do it because if there is a potential harm 
Rashi says it can cause worms in the stomach, so it's not a good, uh, not, not a good idea to, to eat the barley flour, so maybe you should make a bracha, one, that since there's still a benefit, the bracha is required and you make a shakal. Okay, next thing we talked about is uh, kaira, which is the hearts of palm. So it's Machlech's Rabbi Yehuda says that the brach is Berbi Adama, Shmuel says Allah is Shahak on the Abdullah. Rabbi Yehuda says it's Berbi Adama because after all it's part of the tree. It's not the fruit of the tree, but it's a pre Adama, it's the edible part. Shmuel says it's Shahakal because in the end it's hardening, it's going to turn into wood, and, uh, and therefore it doesn't deserve a bracha, but only a Shahakal. So comes along Shmuel says to Rabbi Yehuda, you know my svar is pretty weak, and I'll tell you why. And you make more sense because we know that radishes, everybody, kulam lamoida, that the brach is very priyatama. And if you leave the radishes in the ground, they will grow, they will harden. Um, and yet the brach is very priyatama. So the same swar should apply by the palm. So the Gemara answer is that uh, actually Shmuel is still makes more sense because, after all, people who plant the radishes planted to pick it early before it hardens. People are planting, planting the uh, palm tree. Their, their goal is to leave it to harden so it'll grow large enough to be able to produce uh, the dates. Okay. Hearts what? of the palm, though, especially. That's what I mentioned yesterday is that in practical halacha, it used to be that obviously the main produce of the date palm was the, palm, was the dates, for sure. And what happened was, is that, yeah, but it's edible to eat the, the, the heart of the palm tree as well, but it's harming the tree. It's not going to allow it to grow to be able to produce dates. Now, if you, there, nowadays, there are industries that are spe- specified for hearts of palm, right. and therefore the bracha will change based on, most, according to most poskim, the correct bracha for hearts of palm nowadays is indeed hadama. Okay, but... And, and at least during the, that, that, you know, in the time of Shmuel and Rabbi Yudha, when anybody who plants a tree and the, nobody's planting a tree, you know, dates themselves were, very, were the main staple and they were usable for honey or whatever. It was a, it was a much more primary use. Um, so therefore, no trees were pr- typically planted for the arts of palm. If you happen to cut it off and eat, to eat because you are hungry, then it should, not, uh, it should still be downgraded as a brach of jackal. And therefore... In that circumstance, that was the halacha, but the halacha changed actually based on the change of Matthias, basically. All the hearts upon that we're eating is from trees that were specifically cultivated to be hearts upon trees. So, I mentioned that yesterday. Okay, anyway, um, the Gemara, okay, so that's the story with the hearts of palm, and uh, that's the difference, people. Um, okay, that brings us to the next topic, which uh, kept us busy for a while. Um, this uh, something called the caper berry bush. It produced uh, cape. People are more familiar with capers. Uh, they have it with their locks, but uh, so that's one part of it. There's other parts that are also edible. There's the fruit, which is called in the lashon of the Gemara is the avionos. Then there's the kafrisin, which is the sheath that basically protects the the fruit. And then there's other parts, ancillary parts that are also edible. So um, what, what's the story with, with, with these things? So uh, most people do it for the, for the primary fr- fruit part of it. And the Mishnah nevertheless says that on the various parts of the caper bush, the leaves the, uh, and the tamaros, you say bar priyadama. Those are, right? That's the, the tamaros are basically the... Um, 
what we call the the okay. I think that the, the, that's also that's the same thing as the as the they're inside the leaves. It looks like a little bit of date, and uh, okay, so those parts will be barpiyadama, okay, and the and then there's the other parts. Let me just lost this place here. Um, that's by Priyadama, the Avionos and the Kafrisin, which is the, the two parts that, uh, the fruit part, the, the berry, as well as the Kafrisin, which is the, what protects it, those are both going to be Bari Priya 8. So, um, and, so what's the story with that? So Rav Nachman explains that the people plant the caper bush, it's both, for, it's for the, it's for both parts, okay? Uh, as opposed to a palm tree, nobody plants it for the for the hearts of Parma, or at least typically, it wasn't planted for the hearts. Even though Shmuel agreed with, with Rabbi Yudas Shita over his own, and that's what it did. that might have changed nowadays. Okay, next we saw Rabbi Yudas named Shmuel talking about the caper bush of Orla. So in Chutzaretz, which part are you allowed to eat, which parts are you not allowed to eat? So he said that the berry itself you have to throw during the early years, okay? But you can eat the kafrisin. Which basically indicates, which is basically that's the part that's right around that part, the sheath around it. Doesn't that imply that Avionos is the fruit and the Kafristan is not the fruit? And yet we said that that's the part that you may also make a Baripriyaitz on. If you make the Baripriyaitz, then it should be, have to be thrown out as well. That's the question. So my answer is that you're right, but behold, like Rav Yekiva, who says, uh, it's a machlokas in, in, with regards to Meiser. Rav Yezer says that when you're taking the Meiser on Slav, the Tomorrow's and Avionos um, and the Kafrisin um, are all misaser, but according to Rabbi Kiva, all that you are misaser is the Avionos, which is the actual berry itself, because that's the fruit. Only the fruit is has the of Meiser. So since um, Rabbi Kiva is basically not considering the Kafrisin, which is the sheath, this, uh, this covering over, um, over the fruit as part of the fruit, so therefore it is um, not going to be, it, it's allowed to be eaten, even though it's Arla, if it's in Chutzaretz. Why do we say that Allah is like Rebbe Kiva? One second, what? How about the body itself, before it opens up the flower? Is it called Rabbi Akiva, is that considered Priyayats or not? The bud, that was the, um, that was the Tamaros, right? I don't know what you call it, okay, anyhow. I don't know, there's <laughs> different the parts. Before the flower opens up. See, no, there's the alin. One second, we part. talked about in the caper bush, the alin, the tamaros, there's four parts that are, that are edible. The tamaros. Yeah. So Rashi it's says, if you look at Rashi, the tamaros, he says it's inside the leaves, it looks like little dates, they stick out on the leaf like, uh, like on the leaves of a willow. Okay, so I really, I'm not sure exactly, but it's kind of, sounds to me a little bit like the bud. I'm not sure. And it's we said the brachas bear priyadam. Capri, a caprisin is the is covers over the the, the berry. The husk. A husk it's over the berry. It looks like from yeah, it looks like a I'm not sure. All right. So it's I don't know. Right. It like likes outgrowths with archival Right. That's the tomorrows. The tomorrows, right? Yes. Yeah. So the Yeah. So the argument we're getting to is that the, the covering, which is not considered fruit for Moisa. Meiser, according to Rabbi Giva. So for him, then you would change the bracha, right? Correct, but that's the thing is. Uh, so we'll, we're not pasking like him as far as brachas go. We're pasking like him as far as Meiser go. Well, not really. As far as Orla goes, and the idea being, 
We're not saying that Allah follows Rabbi Kiva. It's exactly, that's exactly the point. If we would say that Allah is Rabbi Kiva, we think that even in Eretz Yisrael, the halacha is like him. And that is not the case. In Eretz Yisrael, the halacha is that it's only because of the rule that Orla and Chutz we follow like the Divrei HaMekel in Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, since it's more lenient, so like, oh, you have on whom to rely. It's Rabbi Kiva. Okay, so we can take a more lenient approach and we'll allow you to eat the kafrisin, which is not the primary fruit. Because he says that that's not the fruit at all. You understand? In Eretz Yisrael. We don't pascal like him in Eretz Yisrael, but in Chutz we can take the lenient position because it's already outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that's the idea. So the halach is called Mekel Baaretz, Halach Now, the problem is, if we would just say it that way, that also wouldn't be clear, because we might think that's only true of Meiser, because Meiser, the whole Chiyu Meiser on Kamfritzen in the first place, is a Chiyu Midra Banan, even in Eretz Yisrael, because primary Meiseros is not on all fruits and vegetables. The Meiseros is only on those specific ones mentioned. So the Gemara explains, you're right. That's why we had to say this way that this that the, the avion is a good throw away, and that's because, um, uh, and and that's instead instead of saying that Allah is like Rabbi Kiva, because it's not that simple that the Allah is actually like Rabbi Kiva. Okay. Um, now bring uh, brings us to the next section. Ravina met up with Marbar of Ashi, who was throwing the avionos and eating the kafrisin in Chosar. So he says, why you hold like Rabbi Kibu is Mekel? And basically that's the idea. Since he's Mekel and Yitzhak, we can hold like him and eat the Kavris and Chutz even though it's Arla. Why don't you go the most Mekel position, which is Beishamah? Because Beishamah is even more Mekel, because according to Beishamah, he considers it potentially even a vegetable. It's a vegetable, even the berry itself is not a fruit. It's a vegetable. Vegetables are not Chayv at all in Arla. So then you should eat it all together. So my answers, um, and then we proved that from the whole, there was a back and forth how we got Beishamah's position, but basically he's Mesupik, whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, maybe it's a fruit, maybe it's a vegetable, so it's a Suffolk Arla, and Chutz Laaretz, you, you could eat it all together. Okay, you could be Yorid Velokeach, as long as it's not in front of anybody else. So the Gemara explains that, that, that that's Beishamah, and it's the difference between Rebkiva. Rebkiva vis-a-vis there is an opinion that we can accept, and therefore we can follow Rebkiva's opinion leniently in Chutzlaretz, as opposed to Rabbi, as opposed to Rabbi uh, Beishamah vis-a-vis Beis Hillel, that's an opinion that is rejected altogether, and therefore even Chutzlaretz, we don't rely on him at all. Okay, and that's the story, that's the story with that. Okay. There's another question that's a big, the big problem, which is why uh, aren't we worried that it's the Nasir Shomer Lepri? In other words, the halacha is, when it comes to Arla, that even the Shomer of the Pri has a din like the Pri itself. So that's the question. Why, don't, why isn't that a, a big concern that the, the Kafrisin should be Asr as Arla because it's a Shomer for a Pri? So we had a few possible answers that we rejected until we finally got to the right answer. So the first answer that we saw was Rava, who said that a Shomer Lepri is only when it's there, always. But after it comes off the tree, it still remains with it, as a, and not only when it's attached to the tree. And over here, this Shomer is only there when it's attached, not when it's detached. Problem with that, with Rava, the first answer of Rava, is the bias is that when we talk about a, a, a pomegranate, they also have this added part, and there's the bud that's attached to it. There's the pitum of the rimon and then the nates of the rimon. And it's both not mitzdarev. 
Uh, obviously, it's talking about that it's not mitztarif as part of the fruit. That means it's not a part of the okha. And yet, when it comes to Orla, we said Klipi Rimon and the Nate is part of what is Asur for Orla. Now, and, uh, uh, the, why is that? Because it must be a Shomer. And even though the bud comes off, when it comes off the tree. So that's a Raya that it remains the same thing. Okay? That, um, so the Gemara said, so that's a. Uh, so that, that answer doesn't really work. So the Gemara tried another answer, which, uh, which uh, we said, Rabbi gave another answer. He says, you know what? I want to know when something's called the Shem of the Pri, when it's there, and by the time the, the fruit ripens. It has, you're right, it does not have to be there when it comes off the tree. But while it's on the tree, it has to be protecting it all the way until it ripens. Then it's a Shomer. It's not a really a Shomer if it doesn't, if it falls off beforehand. So the Gemara says, um, problem with that is, is that uh, and, and, and therefore the kafras is not there bishaz gemar pira. The problem with that is is that Rav Nachman says the name of Rabbi Avua, that uh, talking about um, um, the, the maschili of Arlu, which is by dates, it's the same thing as the kafras it's also a sheet that protects the dates and it says that it's also because it's a shomer lepri and the shomer lepri is only when it's dates are in their in their um, not in their not ripened stage, and it's still called a shomer pri halachically. So what's the difference? So the gemara rejects that answer as well. Um, so the gemara says, you know what? Maybe it could be that Rav Nachman holds like Rav Yossi, who says that smadar is a fruit. If you're like Rav Yossi, that smadar is a fruit because it's a pri. So then that's why it's a shomer pri. It makes sense because that's already considered at a fruit stage. As opposed to um, uh, the Rabbanon, they argue and say smother is not a fruit. It's only a fruit later stage. So therefore, it has to be to protect the fruit at a later stage. And the Rabbanon argue. The problem with this take that maybe that's Rav Nachman and he's holding like Rav Yossi and we're holding like the Rabbanon or arguing Rav Yossi. Problem is, Rav Shimi Minardo says that actually the Rabbanon do not argue on Rav Yossi when it comes to other fruits. Because the, the Machlokas is... Um, when, uh, when are you not allowed to cut down a tree on Shri's year because it's destroying and you're, not, you're allowed to eat the fruit but you're not allowed to destroy the tree um, on, and the Beishami says it's all trees when they produce their fruit Beishami says it depends if it's a carob it has to form the chains if it's grapes it has to um, be a, 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 the, the size of the grapes needs to be a certain size by olives, it's, it has the bud, and uh, any other tree, it's when it produces fruit. And Rav Asi says that the level of garua is boser. Now, and that's the size of a pulalavan. We said pulalavan is not what it is, it's a bean, but that's how big the grapes need to be. Now, if this, uh, so who holds that it's boser and not smother? That's obviously the Rabbanan. And their same Rabbanan are saying that in grapes, it needs to be at least the size of boser, which is bigger than smother. Smother is really tiny grapes, and uh, a boser is a little bit bigger, but still sour. And uh, the Gemara says that when it comes to any other tree, as soon as the fruit is, is there, it's already considered a fruit. So nobody argues. And therefore, we're back to square one. So Rav offers a third answer. And he said that uh, the Pshad in Shomer Lepri is only when it's there, if you, and it protects in such a way that if it's not protecting, 
then um, it will die. But uh, over here, when you take it away, it's not going to die. Uh, fruit still survives, and therefore it's not considered a shomer. Shomer is only a shomer when it's actually necessary to be there, when it's not going to live without it. Okay? They did the experiment. They took off the nates of the rimon, and the rimon dried up. They took away the uh, kafris of the, uh, of, the, uh, of the caper bush, and it was able to uh, survive no problem. Okay, so there you go. So that is the bottom line. Took us to the next thing, which was peppers. Okay, and we talked about pepper, uh, peppercorn. Okay, um, Rav Shesha says that the bracha on pepper is shah, peppercorn is shahakol. Rav says it's not any bracha. You don't, it's not meant to be consumed directly, only as a flavor for something else. Um, Rava's Lishitaso, because Rava says that when somebody chews pepper on Yom Kippur, he's potter for not, he didn't, was not over eating on Yom Kippur. Same is true if he chews on ginger, it's very sharp. Um, uh, it's uh, also on Yom Kippur, you're also potter. So again, potter does not mean you can do it, it just means that you're not chayev for Yom Kippur, it's a big difference, okay? Just clarifying, I don't want anybody coming to wrong conclusions here. Right, everyone's going to call a co co uh, So I can see somebody going in the ginger business there of Yom Kippur. Oh, I'm running out of time because supposedly there's an 830 minion here. I don't know about 830 minion. Is that a new thing? Yeah, we'll move in a few minutes. We'll move. When we get to the new we'll move into the, to the other room. Okay. No, they're diving in the main shul at 8. There's an 8.30 minion yeah, here. The boys. All right, you're going to tell everybody? Okay, whatever. Let's finish the daf. All right, Lama, all right let's finish the daf. So, Rabbi Meir says that, uh, so the Gemara says, brings down, the Rabbi Meir says that when it says Araltum or Loso Espirio, it says, and it says again that it's Eitz Machel. Obviously, if it's its fruit, clearly talking about that it's something that you can eat, what does it say? It's Machel. He says it's talking about particular uh, peppers. Peppercorn, because it's the tam of the eights is the same as the fruit, and that's pepper, which teaches us number one, pepper is chayv ba'orla, and also teaches us that Eretz Yisrael doesn't like anything; it even has pepper growing. Now, um, and it says lo sechzar kolba. Now the question is, is that it sounds like it's edible and it's chayv in orla? It's obviously a fruit. It's not something that people eat, and it qualifies. So the Gemara answers it's the difference between fresh and dried. When it's dried, it's not. When it's fresh, it's still edible and considered a, a fruit that's consumed. It's Michael. Now, um, so again, a similar Rabbanon said to Mremar, when somebody chews on ginger on Yom Kippur, he's butter. I, Rabbi says that, uh, that, that, that uh, it sounds like it, it, that, that it, this hamlet, I can't pronounce it, that comes from India is permitted, and there's a bracha, so again, it sounds like that's the same how are you making a bracha on it? I thought it's not, uh, not considered a food. The Gemara answers. It's, not, it's the difference between fresh and dry. The next we talked about is the food called the Chavetz Kedera and Daisa. Chavetz Kedera is a type of uh, porridge of sorts that, uh, that solidifies and it has a little bit of flour, a lot of honey. And Daisa is a cereal, basically a farina type of cereal. So Rav Yudah says the bracha shahakol ni and Rav Kana says it's berim ni Okay, so if it's 
just plain Daisa, that's for sure only going to be a, it's going to be a bird but, uh, but the question is when it's a Daisa that's almost like a Chavetz Kedera which has a lot of honey in it that's the Machlokas review that says the Baruch Shachal because the honey is the main part it's uh, the sweetener and it's like a, it's almost like a pudding that's what it sounds like sort of it's like eat dessert type food that the primary is the sweetness and Rav Kana says it's because the, the smida the flour is the main thing um, uh, with the, which bulks which gives it which fills you up and Rav Yosef Paskin that makes more sense than Talach should follow Rav Kana because Rav and Shmuel both say that anything that has Chamesh's meaning in it the bracha is very mizonos, so this has as one of the as its ingredients, even if it's not the primary ingredient, but it has a, uh, has uh, one of the five species in it. So the bracha is very mizonos, and that's what seems to be the tzak. And this is where we stopped yesterday.